Hey, welcome to the Rusty George Podcast. It's an honor to have you with us. Got some exciting news for you. I've got a new book coming out in February of 2018 called Better Together. Surprising insights for introverts, extroverts, free spirits, people pleasers, and curmudgeons, and especially you. Uh, it's a great opportunity for me to share some of my struggles with being an introvert and also the individualistic issues we all deal with in our world that seem to be pulling us further apart from one another and the amazing way that God uses together as a way to cure uh, the issues in our life, how we is really the cure for me. So I'd love for you to check that out. You can find that uh, through my website, PastorRustyGeorge.com or on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or anywhere books are sold and pre-order it for February 6th. Well, I have Shalene Bryan here with me. Welcome, Shalene, to the podcast. Woohoo! It is great to finally get you on this podcast. I know we've been working for some time. I first met you several years ago, and I know you have uh, spoken at Real Life at one of our leaders' events before, and I've heard you at the TEDx event that was hosted at Real Life, and just a fascinating story. So why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about you and then we'll get into your nonprofit and then a little bit about what you're doing right now. <laughs> when you say nonprofit, everyone just turned off the podcast. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, cool. Well, Another nonprofit around the holidays. Yeah, so, they admire you. Money. They just don't so, want um, to support it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I'm a wife. I think that's the thing. And a mom, that's the thing I want to be known for the most is um, my husband and I have been married 27 years. And we have two now adult children. Our youngest just went off to college. And our son just got married. And he's finishing college with his wife at Baylor. And our daughter, Brooke, is um, out in Virginia at Liberty University. So yeah. Um, and the word empty nest is a lie. My nest has never been fuller <laughs> with, I think, things that God has us wanting to do now in this stage of our life. And right. it's exciting to jump into, actually. Um, I'm actually busier than ever <laughs> in, a, in an amazing way. Like, I, I'm not a slave to my kids' high school school schedule anymore. And mm -hmm. so you have this freedom even during the week to do things that normally you're like, it's a school night. We got to get home. Yeah, we don't have to do that now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Well, that's, that's great. Now, you mentioned Baylor, so I have to ask. Obviously, yes. you've been out there. Have you met Chip and Joanna yet? <laughs> yeah, Ch Ch Chip and Joanna need to give me like an extreme home makeover. Um, <laughs> I'm just not in California, that's all I'm saying. I think that they're actually finishing this season as their last season, everyone's saying. It and is. Wow. It is. And I mean, that's they crazy. There's so much going on. I don't know how they do what they do with having four kids, which is obviously probably why they're stopping the show, which is good for them. Yeah, stop the bleeding. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. We'll just yeah. get their stuff at Target. That's right. Okay, well, tell us about uh, Skip One. The story that I heard yeah. you tell one time was fascinating to me, so I'm sure you tell it all the time. But uh, tell us a little bit about how this began and where it is right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the quick story was I basically, when our children were little, we started, you know, sponsoring a kid, one for our daughter that was born the exact same year and the same month of her. And, and we sponsored a little boy in Africa that was the same year and same month as our son. And we plastered it on our refrigerator like most people do. And they send a little 38 bucks a month. And I was having a, and I never thought anything of it. My kids would, my daughter actually would write letters um, to Omega. And I sort of felt like I was sending it to the tooth fairy or 
the, or the North Pole or something, to be honest, if I'm being honest. Um, but I felt like it was a good lesson for her to learn that there are less fortunate people in the world. Right. And for some reason, I thought by sticking that on my refrigerator, that was teaching her that. So one night I'm having a party and this friend of mine brought a woman I'd never met and we were standing in my kitchen and the woman said, you fell for that? And she points to the photos of the kids on my refrigerator. How do you know those kids aren't 40 years old and they're just taking your money? And I'm mm. kind of like, what's your name? Can you get out of my house? No. Um, <laughs> really, I said, I, I don't know that for sure. I'm just having faith that the money's getting there. And she's like, yeah, I never really fall for those things. It makes me nervous. So that night I go to bed and I'm like, Bryce, and this is 2003, by the way. Okay. So I'm like, Bryce, I'm going to Africa. I want to see where our 38 bucks a month's going. Um, and he's like, cool, let's spend $3,000. Like you're out of your mind. You don't, even, <laughs> you don't even own a passport. Like, what are you thinking? Right. You need shots for that. And I said, no, we're, we're getting the shots. We're getting passports and we're telling no one we're coming and you're coming with me and I'm going to be Diane Sawyer and like bust this thing open if it's fake, you know? And he's like, you got to settle down. And it was like burning on me, Rusty. Like it was like, I'm going to Africa. And my big adventure is like the four seasons day spa. Okay. So like, <laughs> Go to a third world country. I had no idea what I was doing. Like, where's Bear Grylls when I need him? And right. so I, the night before my trip was all set up, my husband gets deathly ill. Mm. And I almost didn't go because I thought it was a sign that we're probably going to die in the plane and leave our two kids orphaned, so I'm not going to go. Right. And my husband, as sick as he was, he goes, Shalene, you need to do this. Like, God obviously wants to take a vacation with you. <laughs> And um, I'm thinking, you're going to send your only wife to the other side of the world, honey? Like, who's going to carry my luggage? Come on. Right. And he's like, no, honey, you need to do this. Like, you are so amped up about it. And so the next morning, I woke up and ripped those pictures off the refrigerator and flew from LAX to Heathrow, from Heathrow to Entebbe. And I show up in this little village called Gaba in East Africa mm -hmm. after being in coach for 24 hours. I was a little cranky. I'm like, mm -hmm. hi, I'm from America. Where's AR212 and GR479? <laughs> like, like, where are these kids? Um, and this gracious woman, she's like, follow me. And she hikes me. It was like the back lot of one of my movie sets, like mud huts, the size of my walk-in closet with a bad looking sheet for a front door. And she goes, this is Omega's house. And mm -hmm. that's my little girl on my refrigerator, right? For Brooke. And mm -hmm. she goes, go in. And I pull the sheet back to go inside. And this little girl darts at me and goes, Mzungu, which mm. means white, but I didn't know that. And I go, Omega? Because she had changed from her photo. You know, like she'd grown a little bit. And I go, I'm Shaleen. And she goes, I know. And I'm holding her like I would my little daughter, Brooke. And I'm thinking, she's real, like 38 bucks a month. And then my eye catches our Christmas card photo embedded in her mud wall. Oh, wow. And I'm like, she's been getting our mail? No, actually, I'm thinking my mother-in-law doesn't put up my picture. I'm like, wow. Right. I'm like, honey, <laughs> like, I'll get you anything. Like, I have an American Express card. She, I go, I'll get you anything. Like, what do you want? I was so overwhelmed. And she said, oh, I'd love a bed. And I go, a bed? I go, cool. Where's Target Jungle out here? Like, <laughs> got a pottery barn? Like, what do you got? So I took her and Al Onis, I call him Al, who's our boy over there, into Kampala, because I didn't realize that in Uganda, 80% of the population is under 20 years old. Mm -hmm. It's like Neverland over there, right? Mm -hmm. I took them into Kampala. They'd never been out of their village. And I bought them beds, sheets, a mosquito net, 
a blanket, um, a pair of shoes for $20. Oh, wow. I'm like, we're all Oprah. Like, who wants a bed? They were like, right. three bucks a bed. I'm like, you get a bed, you get a bed. You. I went back to her village, and I did an HGTV design on a real dime. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even need Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? I mean, I'm passing out beds like a deck of cards. I'm rolling out linoleum. I'm hanging mosquito nets. <laughs> if my girlfriends back home in Los Angeles, if they only knew that I was skipping a manicure pedicure, Mm -hmm. And I'm keeping these kids alive, fed, in school, they'd skip it. So mm. when I got back, my husband and I founded Skip One, and it's the number one, not O-N-E, skipone.org, with the dream of getting everyone on the planet to skip one thing once in their life for the sake of someone else. Skip mm. a latte, a lunch, a pack of gum. A little girl on our site just skipped her tooth fairy money. The amounts are relevant. You just take what you would have spent, you forego it, and you donate it at skipone.org, and our promises will give away 100% of all public donations mm. for the acquisition and distribution. No one's on payroll. We've been doing this since 2009 now, and we are building kitchens and putting in wells and orphanages and schools here in America and around the world because someone skipped their lunch in America. Mm. It's crazy, Rusty. Like, it's crazy. And what's crazy is when you give away 100%, you can do a lot of kitchens. Right. Because <laughs> I'm not paying for people's paper clips or their Porsches or their 401ks or nothing. Like, right. I went to Africa to see if this was real because I'm Italian one and I was skeptical. And that woman poked a bear is what she did. And when I realized God wanted to take me out of my comfort zone as a Christian, Mm -hmm. to bring me face to face with compassion. Mm. And I had never seen that before. Have you since thanked that lady for poking the bear? Never seen her again. She lives in, she lives in Europe or something. <laughs> I, I, I literally, when I read Hebrews, I'm like, you may be entertaining angels. With I know. Like, I'm like, who is that lady? And what's weird is the woman that was here isn't even a close friend. She, I was doing like a neighborhood Taco Tuesday kind of thing. Yeah. And so I didn't really even know her. Mm. And now she doesn't even live in our neighborhood. Like it was so God. Like I know right. exactly how to put a fire under Shalene's butt, and we're gonna stoke it up right here. Here you right. go. Right. Oh yeah. my goodness. Okay. So since you started this, how much money have you been able to redistribute to all of these projects? Oh gosh, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, we had a guy skip his Porsche two years ago and give us a fifty thousand dollar donation. Um, wow. We just, um, our board is amazing. Um, we have Candace Cameron Beret, Barbara Cameron, Matthew Warren. I mean, we have an amazing solid mm. board, but if you go to skip one, you'll notice that there's no crosses or fish or scripture on there. We're being very intentional. We want to cast a wide net and right. we're absolutely coming to these villages in the name of Jesus. But I think that God can use resources from, of his from anybody and everybody. Absolutely. Okay. So here's, here's where I really want to hear from you uh, for our listeners. Uh, obviously for people to do exactly what you said and skip something and give that is fantastic. And I would encourage everybody to do that at skipone.com. Or skipone.org. Well, you know what? And let's do it at skipone.org too. While we're <laughs> at it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. What is mine? And they just send it right to me. That's perfect. Um, anyway, um, my, my question is for everybody out there who's a parent of kids that looks at their kid and they've got an iPad, an iPhone, 
uh, brand new shoes, brand new clothes, uh, a TV in their room, everything that they've ever wanted, and yet they're still unhappy, <laughs> which as parents go, oh, you're so entitled. You know, you, you, you don't know what I grew up with or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, how can, and, and maybe this is your personal story, how did this affect your kids? And what would you say to that, that parent living in America today about breaking the, the problem of entitlement that a lot of our kids have and is doing what you did a great way to do that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think getting your kids involved as soon as you can. It's dangerous when we take our eye off the poor because then we think this is normal. Mm. Um, it's. I used to look at the rest of the world, Rusty, and go, that's so weird. They don't have running water. This is like the 21st century. What do you mean you don't have electricity and internet? What do you mean you have a sheet for a front door? Like, come on. This is, that's, that's so weird. And then I traveled outside of my bubble and I look at us now in America and I go, no, we're weird. Our water comes in 15 different flavors, propel grapes, strawberry. I mean, the reality is 1% of the world lives the way we do. And the rest of the planet is living on less than $2 a day. Right. I mean, if you slept in a bed last night like I did and had a roof over your head and you keep your food in a refrigerator, we are richer than 75% of the entire world population. And yet we run around saying we're broke. Right. When really we're overfed and unconcerned and we need to skip that. And I meet with a lot of moms, I mean, that talk to me. They're like, what do I do? I mean, my kid has this, 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 and this. And I go, you look in the mirror because Billy's not buying that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's That's like, right. you know, what do you mean you have a TV in your room and you have, what are you talking about? He's 13. Right. And so I think that as parents, we need to recognize where true joy really comes from. And it's not about the things that we give our kids. It's about the experiences. My kids have had an opportunity to travel this world because I was raised with a SWAT guy for a dad, not a mm. godly man, but a safety man. And he would literally set the fire alarm off at two in the morning. I'd get my baby sister, who's five years younger, out of bed because we shared a room, walk out onto our second floor balcony in our bedroom, throw her into the pool, Rusty, and then jump in after her. And then we'd stand on the mark, the safety mark, where all of our family had to meet if there was a fire. And he goes, <laughs> if there's a fire, girls, this is what you do. So I was raised to be very street smart and be very safety girl. And so when God took me to Africa, I mean, my dad was never letting us leave this country, ever. You right. don't travel outside of this. And yet the Bible, my heavenly father says, go into all the earth. And he doesn't put an age limit on that. And I think that we think our kids are too young to experience coming face to face with Jesus because he says that, right? He goes, whatever you did for the least of these, you mm -hmm. did for me. So people go, I want to see Jesus. Really? Well, then you'll see him through the people that you're serving. Mm -hmm. They can do nothing for you in return. Mm -hmm. So my kids, my son, when he was 13, he's obviously now 21, comes to me and says, I want to skip my 13th birthday and go with you to Haiti. Mm -hmm. 
Now, I had never been to Haiti, and my son bites his nails, okay, at 13, and he has open sores, and I'm going into this AIDS-infected hospital in Haiti to do a site visit with a few board members to see where we might build a kitchen. I'd never been there. It wasn't like Africa for me where I'd been back three, four times. So I go, no, son, I'm sorry. This is a site visit, and um, you're not going to be able to go this time, but after I check it out, I love your heart. God loves your heart, um, but no, and he goes, you know, Mom, I really think you need to pray about that, and maybe we could call Dad. And I go, um, you know what, son? I said, you absolutely can call dad and you can pray about it. But the answer is no. Okay. I already have a team I'm taking and I'm not going to have a 13 year old, my kid following along with me. Mm. And he's like, yeah, mom, I, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing that in the Bible. <laughs> and um, I go, well, son, and that's why I'm the mom and you're the child, right? Like every answer I could. So I thought I better call my husband real quick because I know Blake, you know, he's class president, he's homecoming king, like he's very, he's very persuasive. I call my husband, I go, you're not even believe this. Blake says he wants to skip his 13th birthday, super sweet. I said, but I am not going to have the pressure of being in an area that I'm totally uncomfortable with. There's AIDS and then I have to babysit Blake while I'm over there. And make sure that, you know, he's not biting his fingernails and then touching an AIDS kid and getting AIDS. Right. Like, wow, Shalene. And I go, exactly. Isn't that crazy? He wants to go to Haiti. And um, he goes, no, no, no. If our son wants to skip his 13th birthday and spend time with Jesus in a third world country, absolutely, he's going to go with you. Mm. And I'm like, Bryce, what are you doing? And I always say angry at him, right? I go, this is not a good time. Like, I have all these donors and board members. And, and he's like, Shalene. You're totally out of line about this. Mm. And I went, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so sure enough, my son goes on this trip. Wow. And this trip was so life-changing for Blake that when he became a senior at Oaks Christian High School he, in 2015, he was able to get his whole student body to skip their homecoming float. That's a big prestigious thing every year on the 50 yard line, right? At the football game. Right. And take that $15,000, skip it, donate it to skip one and build a kitchen in North India. And him and about 10 of his friends got to fly there January of 2015 and cook the first meal at this boy's home that was using a blowtorch to, to cook with and cook the very first meal in that kitchen they built because they skipped their float. Oh my. So God's like, Shalene, get out of the way. And I think as parents, we need to get out of the way. And when we read the stories about David and Goliath, and we realize the age of David, right? Right. We Mary, and we realize the age of Mary carrying the Savior of the world. These weren't 30-year-olds. Right. Who had, you know, their life all set and were, you know, no. God says, have faith like a child. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be launching our kids so much sooner than we are. And, um, we do this thing every Christmas because it's not our birthday where we're guest chefs in a homeless shelter for the past 10 years down in um, Glendale. And it's been amazing seeing mm. what happens. I mean, our family grows. We have more families show up for Christmas now because they all meet us at 5.30 a.m. at the homeless shelter mm. to cook and prepare breakfast for all the homeless people there and families that now are in homes and families that we are having over for Thanksgiving this year that we've gotten to know that we've helped put into homes and um, transition and get a second chance on life. Um, it's been, it's been life-changing. But love's an action. And mm -hmm. I, as hearers of the word of God, we hear what God tells us he wants us to do with the poor, mm. but then we think someone else can do it. Like, let Rusty do it. Like, he's the head lead of the church. Have him and his staff do it. And I'm just going to put my 20 bucks in and let them deal with it. 
Well, that's certainly the uh, the out for all of us is, well, there's right. no one else to do this, but but you're exactly right. I mean, I think for all of us, it starts with a donation and, you know, <clears throat> Jesus says where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Right. But then it moves to action. You've got to do something. Mm-hmm. And I love that practicality of the, the Glendale Soup Kitchen because that's here. That's something somebody can go do. Totally. Uh, because we always assume missions is on the other side of the world when really it's down the street. That's right. Uh, and that's where it starts. So. Great, great, great ideas. Um, tell me about uh, your book, Ridiculous Faith. Uh, did, did a lot of the stories from that kind of stem from what you're, you've been seeing through your journey through Skip One? Um, yes, and also I think it was business that God was kind of doing with me because when I was writing Love, Skip, Jump, my first book back in 2013, I had come out the other side of that book. It was easy to share those stories, and um, it, yeah, it was awesome. But when I, when God put on my heart to write Ridiculous Faith, um, I, I was still going through it. Mm. So I almost didn't publish it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you know what, Bryce? I'm not through this yet, and, and God's still pruning me about this. And he's like, yeah, honey, this is a journey. Right. Um, you won't be through this till you're in heaven. So this <laughs> is something you need to share. And so there are definitely, you know, life-changing true stories in there right. um, because I always thought – Where's the faith store? I mean, we tattoo faith on our body. We, we say goodbye to people like, just have faith. Things are going to get better. And it's like, well, what are we putting faith in? And what does that really mean? And how do I get more of it? How do I have like a billion dollar bank account of faith? Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, because faith is being sure of what we hope for and, and certain meaning certain of something that I can't see. Okay, right. well, that's impossible, all right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and that, I mean, I'm, I'm certain of things I can make happen, Rusty. I'm certain of things I can see or, or strategize how to get through. Um, well, that doesn't require faith. Right. You're just a smart businessman or woman or you're savvy or you're gifted by God and you're able to get through that. I'm talking about taking people to a place where you're not going to see it, you're not going to know about it. And I think the disciples in the boat in Matthew are the perfect example of faith because you know, you and I both know that those 12 dudes left everything, right? They left everything to follow Jesus. Mm. And yet that boat represented safety for them. Mm. And only one dude got to do some, something that no one in the history of the world has ever done. Peter, he got to walk on water. Mm. And yet the other 11 guys were madly in love with Jesus. They would later die for him, be, be, be crucified upside down. I mean, amazing, amazing men. And yet that boat, they were not going to move out from that thing. Right. And I feel like I want to have walk on water moments in my life in 2017. And it wasn't about me getting more faith or becoming, you know, more spiritual or going to more Bible studies or, or reading more really good books about Jesus. It was that he's faithful. Mm. Shalene, you're not faithful, Shalene. I'm faithful and I live in you. That's mm. why you have faith. Right. That's the only reason. And so that was so freeing for me. Mm. I was like, ah, because I was so busy. Like, can I be a super Christian? And then I get this super faith like Moses had and go hang out for 40 days and 40 nights when I don't even have 40 minutes to spend with God. Mm. So it's these things that he just was peeling back in me. And so I share these true stories in the book. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can tell you it's a fantastic read. It's so great for, for kids too. My uh, my teenage daughters have read it and, and just loved it. 
um, knowing that you have a friendship with somebody from Full House meant a lot to them as well. <laughs> That, that yeah, she's, the God, she's the godmother of my kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was at her wedding. I've known Candace since she was 15. And um, she is, talk about some great books. I mean, she's got some great books that she's put out. Um, mm, and that's she fantastic. is just solid, yeah. Let me ask you a question uh, that I think all of our, our listeners would enjoy hearing. And that is, tell us a book that you're reading right now or that you have read that you would highly recommend. Besides the Bible, right? Well, of course, that goes yeah. without saying. Well, because for me, it's like, that's just the, literally, <laughs> yeah, that's the rule book for my life. Um, my pops and I, we meet every Wednesday, so we'll be meeting today at noon in Calabasas. I meet him every Wednesday, and we are going through, for the fifth time, Crazy Love, um, Francis Chan book, which is an unbelievable read if people really want to get uncomfortable. Um, it's, I'm on chapter seven right now, and it's called Your Best Life Later. Right, And I think that, you know, we so often think our best life, like, how can I get my best life right now? Mm -hmm. And the only way this would ever be our best life right now is if we're going to hell. Mm. Right? Right. Because our best life really is later. He's like, I'm going away. I'm preparing a place for you. You're going to be hooked up. If I did this in six days and rested on the seventh day, do you know what I'm preparing for you in heaven? Do you know what I'm setting you up for? And so I think that when we realize that instead of having these 5, 10, 15-year goal plans, that we have a 500-year plan, it shifts the atmosphere in our life. And the wow. decisions we make are completely, radically, forever changed. And then my daughter um, gave me a book that she read that she goes, Mom, you're going to love this. And it's called The Spirit of the Disciplines. And it's by Dallas Willard. And it's Understanding How God Changes Lives. And um, this, this book is, it's just kicking, kicking my butt. <laughs> just disciplines in every area, the spiritual disciplines that God has given us. And that if we would start really living as followers of Jesus with a confidence that the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us, mm. um, we wouldn't be shrinking back or worried about what's happened in the past or what might happen in the future when you know who has ordained your steps and, and that that kind of power lives in us. It's like mess with me, right? I mean, right. try to kill me. Like until it's my expiration date, I, I'm immortal. Like you can't even hurt me. Right. And so when you know that it's like you can leap and jump into, to epic adventures that he has planned for us. And I feel like we're all one yes away from changing everything in our communities, our churches, our culture, our marriage, our children. If, if we would just give him control of that. Mm, so true. That's so good. And I can, uh, I can tell you both those books are fantastic. And the Dallas Willard one, um, let me know if you ever finally understand every bit of that. Right. Uh, it's, I know. It's so, so good. In fact, all of his works are. So yeah, uh, it's just fantastic. Well, Shalene, this has been uh, fantastic to have you on the podcast and to hear from you. I always enjoy hearing from you, whether it's from stage or whether it's uh, 10 minutes backstage or whatever. <laughs> uh, it is always enjoyable and and not just enjoyable, but encouraging and challenging for me. So thank you. Thanks for sharing with us. And thanks for all you're doing. And the website is skipone.org. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Skipone.org. <laughs> thank so, you, Rusty. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening today. If you have a moment, we'd love for you to go to iTunes and write a review 
and share this with your friends on social media and just by word of mouth. It's been great to have you here. We'll see you next month.